0: Please.
1: Why do you think that Dynasty uh, didn't quite get over as much as some of the other solar acts, you know, in terms of sales and radio play?
0: Well, because Dynasty really, unfortunately, well, fortunately, so it just depends on how you look at it. Dynasty was so busy recording everybody else's records and giving them hits that Dynasty didn't have time to focus on Dynasty. And so Dynasty didn't get a, get love from Dynasty. Dynasty was giving love to everybody else. So as these other groups are going up the charts and everything, they're our songs. So we're happy, they're going up the charts. We're making money that way. But as a group, we're not getting the kind of love and attention because we're not giving it the kind of love and attention that we were giving all the other acts. So you see Dynasty on all these artists But you see our names on all these artists, but Dynasty is just kind of like just there and not getting the love and attention that it deserved um, because there was something that was more important and that was making sure that Solar had hits for for all the artists. So I think Dynasty could have been huge and would have been huge if Dynasty was smart enough, and when I say Dynasty, I'm talking about all of us, if we are smart enough to say we need to focus on Dynasty, we need to stand up for Dynasty, because now to this day, all those acts can go out and perform, people know who they are, but Dynasty won't get the same kind of love until we hit that stage and they hear us and they go, oh, they sound good, <laughs> they sound, you know, because we are the sound of Los Angeles records we are that sound and uh, but we never as dynasty got the recognition we did as writers and producers and musicians but not as dynasty and that's sad that's all oh, this that's
1: sad it's, information. It's a little bit of a sad irony you know uh, to that yes yes yeah yeah um, I think there's also a little um, confusion on the image of the group because it changed so much you know, in terms of how many members there were and what Dynasty was, you know? Right, right. And that, that
0: had a lot to do with the initial thing started out with a couple singers, and then it added another singer. And then the whole the plan was just to add the whole band eventually. Um, but we could never even get to that because by the time it was getting to that, Solar was coming to an end. And the writers and the producers and artists were going to different places. Like I went to A and M, uh, and you know Dana Myers and myself, Joey Gallo, and uh, William Zimmerman all went to A and um, I think it was '85, and so, but you know, so it was because the Solar run was from '78 until '85. Was it did it did what it was going to do in terms of what we were doing then they went you know they went ahead on and did the distribution thing with the rappers and stuff and that was a whole nother thing that i know nothing about besides death row yeah um yeah yeah
1: the name solar is sound of los angeles records but people always say solar records right
0: yeah i know yeah i know It's a, it, it, I, you know, we, we, I love that name. As my record company, my radio station is Solar Records Radio. Um, but we, I, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe it any better than that. It is The Sound of Los Angeles Records is just a great name to me. I think that Dick really hit the nail on the head with that. And, um. But it is what it is. It ends up like records, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, How would you categorize, or, or not categorize, but classify and describe that sound that all of you had during that period? You know, what are some of the characteristics that you would identify for the solar sound of the early 80s?
0: we were classy R&B, pop, classy R&B. because it was, we crossed over, our sound would cross over because it was classy, but it was funky and it was R&B. So it had all those elements. And uh, so it was like, with Shalimar it was very easy to cross over um, overseas. It just, you know, uh, the whispers are a little more R&Bish, they were that, before they even came to Solar. But then when And The Beat Goes On came out, it, it took them to another level and a whole nother space, another type of audience. Um, and then, um, you know, and then the other groups, they, you know, so that, I think that's the answer.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, it had that accessibility, but also there were so many great songs that were written. You know, Um, when it comes down to it, I mean, really, it's all about the songs and how the songs are strong, not only then, but they stand the test of time. They're standing the test of time.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that, that is, you know, I I, want to make sure that I say this because it's important that this, a lot of this happened because of Leon Silvers. He was the sound you know and all we did was come and embellish it and we brought our history whatever we learned and our skills to it but he was the actual creator and he would even i mean he was writing so many songs and so that that dick griffey got leon at such a wonderful time it was just magical when that all came together and we could not stop being on the radio. We were on the radio constantly all day long, all day, on different stations, just it's so is everywhere. And it was just like, whoa, this is great. This is wonderful. And the strangest thing about that, you don't think it's gonna end mm. until it ends. Then you go, what happened? <laughs> It's because you just it gets going so much. And it's so beautiful, but Leon deserves that, that because he just like Smokey Robinson, was that with the, uh, Motel, Leon was that with Solar. He made that thing happen.
1: Um, while you were there, did you do any music videos, or uh, were you on TV at all that you remember? Any experiences uh, that stand out to you? Well, you
0: know, we, um, we did videos in Canada, we did um, stuff that, um, we did the uh, stuff, our singles, our songs, uh, I've Just Begun to Love You, there's um, um, uh, a couple other songs, um, and then we did uh, Soul Train a few times. As well, um, we did another TV show. We did, yeah, a few TV shows. So it was very interesting. Do Me Right, we did video for that as well. Um, uh, Something to Remember Me By, uh, we did a video for that. And that, so we did, we we, we we did a few things. But like I said, Dynasty never got the from uh, Solar. Like we should have.
1: Yeah. Did you feel? Did you feel silly uh, lip syncing drums?
0: No, I because I knew I was the drummer on the record. <laughs> so that was, I was playing, I was, I was copying off of myself, right? And so um, that was good. That was fun.
1: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> huh?
0: That's lad. That's funny.
1: Yeah. Nobody's
0: ever... <laughs>
1: Before we uh, uh, move on from that golden era of, of Solar and talk about some of the other stuff you did, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share related to that solar experience or we pretty much covered it?
0: No, you've done a great job. Thank you. Thank, thank you for asking.
1: Thank you. Um, so you went to A&M and that gave you an opportunity to work with people, I'm guessing like um, Janet Jackson, right?
0: No, we did that at solar when I was still at solar.
1: Oh, you at solar for that? Yeah,
0: yes. Okay. I think on the period when we were Getting close to moving forward, I think that was the last year um, when we did that before I ended up over uh, at at A&M. But I did Regina Bell over there, uh, The Jets over there, uh, Atlantic Star over there at A&M. And so, yeah, I got the chance to meet and hang out with some pretty cool people.
1: Well, and some other big hit makers right there
0: yeah yeah absolutely they did the secret lovers album um the jets first album that was their plat that was platinum came out their platinum album and um yeah that was that we had, we had a good time good good little, good little run there i wanted to do more but you know we were like uh trying to figure out what we were gonna do. Our we, Dana Myers, William Zimmerman, Wardell Potts, and Joseph Gallo were a bunch of producers that were trying to figure out, you know, were we gonna start a company, were we gonna do this, were we gonna do that? Because Leon Silvers actually we were going to Warner Brothers wanted to do a company with uh, uh, our company at um uh Silverspoon. They wanted to take Silver Spoon Productions and and give us a label, but something went down wrong and it didn't happen. And so we were thinking, okay, well, maybe we could do that ourselves now, but we just could not get everybody in sync and couldn't make it work, so it just didn't happen. So that, that was about it. We had a pretty good run. I think we were at A&M Records for about five years, and that was good.
1: How was it for you working with Producers outside of Leon. I mean, that must have been a change
0: Well, the the change is that I was the producer so Leon taught me and then everything I did outside of Leon
1: I was producing So all the stuff you did at A&M you were producing? Right. Okay. So how did how did it feel? How was it for you moving into that chair? Frightening. (laughs) Like, you,
0: all the responsibility is on you. And then, you you know, hope you're, you, you, you're looking at your peers, like, I hope you guys think this is cool. I hope I did a good job. Because coming behind Leon is no joke. You know, and he was really, really good. So it's like, you know, just getting close to him was good. So I, uh, yeah, it was hard, man. But a lot of, see, Leon is responsible for that because I remember when we started doing um, other people outside of Solar, we still with Leon. Um, we were in the studio with Glenn Jones and and uh, different artists and Rocky Robbins. And then Leon said to me, "Hey, I want you uh, you and Ricky to uh, produce uh, uh, Glenn Jones." And I was like, "What? Get yeah, produced? Produce?" And he's like, "Yeah, you said you wanted to produce, right?" And I said, "Yeah." He says, "Okay, here you go. Go do it." He just threw me in the water, man. So I've been like blessed because of it. But it was a nerve. I was a nervous wreck producing Glenn. Oh, I never produced anybody. I don't even know. I don't even know how to say we're finished. <laughs> I never produced anyone. So, uh, but it was beautiful. I learned. He knew that I was learning because he had me work. Working with him, I, you know, when he was playing the bass, I always punched him in and I would help punch some of the other, like the guitars and stuff in. And so he knew he was grooming for that, but I didn't know what he was doing. All I knew is that I was just there. We were roommates, so I was always, sometimes I'd just be there hanging out, you know. Um, after we had re- recorded our parts, I'd just be hanging out. And that was good. We all just kind of hung out with each other. Loved them, supported each other.
1: What was it like working with the Jets? I mean, in a way, that was like going back to the Jackson 5 thing again, you know?
0: Yeah, the Jets were this beautiful group of children that, you know, teenagers and stuff. And they were just, um, they were beautiful. They're from the islands and Hawaiian islands. And, um, and they, and they had that energy and they were ready to go. And, um. And so, um, it, the management thing was not really tight, um, but they were a family. And so, after working with the Silvers and you know, and other family groups, you kind of got knew what to do with you know when you're with a family of a group. And so, I it ended up being a really uh, good time with them. I enjoyed their personalities and the characters running up and down the hallway in the studio and they just giggling, they're just kids and doing their thing man and them being blessed. So I thank Gerald Busby um, who gave us the opportunity to work with them. Um, uh, he, he was uh, the A&R director over at MCA at the time. So he, he's passed on now, but he was very uh, cool at opening the door and uh, giving unknown producers the opportunity, he knew us as writers and you know and musicians, but he didn't know. He was like, "So what? I I don't care if you. I've heard you. This demo that you gave me is produced. I want you to do exactly that on them." I said, "Okay." So,
1: and that's it was great. I'm sure polar opposite from like Atlantic Star with the Lewis brothers, and they had already done so much stuff and had success. So, how was it working with them? Yeah.
0: It was great, you know, I enjoyed them. Um, um, They're very, very classy brothers, the Lewis brothers. They're very, very classy. And uh, Wayne was very, very uh, uh, smart uh, in in his approach to uh, getting his project done and getting it done right. And um, and so we wrote a song together called In the Heat of Passion. uh, and uh, that was fun, and just listening to him uh, writing lyrics is just—he was really, he's he's really good. He was very, and they stayed at this place. It's like uh, you know those living those hotels that but you kind of live in, like a—you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so he stayed extended stay, and I would go over there. And,
1: huh? They're called extended stay those places.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And so we uh, had a great time. I would go over to their place and work on the songs and stuff. Very, very easy, very professional, and uh, it was very nice working with those guys.
1: So, what what came next for you after after that, after AM and
0: M, well, then I went to I started working with uh, Jellybean Benitez, and he's one of the, the, the Got Madonna sign and all that kind of stuff, and uh, and so we just started doing dance stuff. I started doing dance music, and that was kind of just a weird thing, but it was just another, uh, uh, just another dimension in my life, and just you know the music is taking me someplace else, and I was never really uh, against trying new things, and so I tried it, but it wasn't just it wasn't something that that was. it was dance but it wasn't like a legendary like living, gonna live for a long time kind of music and so I just didn't feel it after a while but I enjoyed the opportunity and then I ended up going to South Africa and that was sweet Mm, that was beautiful people in South Africa oh my goodness gracious so sweet, so kind so beautiful and um, I enjoyed working with them when the Seraphina movie, um, uh, the the artists, all the different artists over there that I got to work with. Um, um, uh, uh, Danny Sim one that, that I, you know, asked us to come at, come out there, and so Ricky Smith uh, from Dynasty, myself, and Amir uh, from Cool in the Gang. Um, and we were over there and we were writing and producing, you know, different acts and stuff and got an award and just things were just, it was great. We had a good time.
1: What year was that? Uh, 93. Wow. That must have been such a mind opening and expansive experience to go do that.
0: Yeah, it was you know it was definitely my because I was very uncomfortable going because based off of what the media was showing that it was so much violence over there and this when the apartheid just came to an end and so to go over there I was like I don't know if I want to go there <laughs> and, and the, but that's why I started screaming about how wonderful the people are because once I got there I was like. Oh, this is beautiful. These people are beautiful. And then we went to Swaziland. We went to Sun City. It was beautiful. The most bad that... I've never seen a recording studio like the one in Sun City. So beautiful. So rich. And um, unfortunately, all that stuff got tore down now. But it was a wonderful, wonderful place. And I, I learned a lot about my people. It was a good. I it was like, oh. Because I saw people there that looked like people I knew. I that's just like it looks like somebody I know, and um, but I, I learned a lot and I really enjoy it, and I miss South Africa and hello to my attorney she passed away but there's other people over there that was another one of my attorneys and much love to to uh, her and uh, the family and stuff out there they are having a difficult time with this coronavirus right there, right now but so I just that they're all safe and. And things work out for the world, for all of us. Hmm.
1: And it's, and anyway. So um, when you came back, did you get involved with some of the um, revivals of any of the solar acts? And when, and if so, when did that happen? No? I didn't. No, I didn't. No? I
0: didn't do any. You no? Know? When I came back, I was just uh, trying to figure out. First of all, I was like, what? what happened to everybody? And all the A&R directors was gone. Mm-hmm. They were like, I was like, whoa. So at that time, they, they were starting to hire DJs to be the A&R director. And so, and that's when, to me, music started going this way. It kind of because it's one thing to be a DJ and know what a hit is, but it's, but it's or an person and know what a hit is, but it's another thing to create a hit. And so, you know, from scratch, you know, you have people come in and they, they like, you know, I'm a singer. And so, you know, and so they didn't know that they didn't have that down about, okay, well we should work with this person, do this and do that. And then, you know, we'll have this, it was like, and before you knew it, they wanted record companies, wanted you to come in with projects that complete projects. Like, well, hold on. What happened to the a person? Like person? You know, the Joe Busby's that were created and tell you this, this, I need this, I need that. But, you know, that was gone. And so, to me, that's when music started nosediving. And we started losing a lot of, you know, great songs, great artists. Because we didn't have people that were flying the plane that knew how to fly.
1: Hmm. Yeah, enter the era yeah. Of one-hit wonders and uh, homogenized uh, sounds and yeah
0: absolutely I and I you know what you you know we started we stopped building careers because we started doing instead of doing albums where you have so many songs on there you're building a career but you we started doing singles and so you only last as long as your single lasts, and then you're gone or the album, you got more, you got all this, you know, stuff on there, and it, it I mean, a good album, not just any album, but you got the stuff, and then, but that died. It became about singles, and that, that's where we are still today. It's about singles, but you see that they're trying to do the vinyl. We're doing the album dynasty
1: right now. I heard the vinyl. track. That one track is pretty oh. good.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we are. are we're working now. I'm doing an album because we didn't realize that people were going to receive us back the way that they did. We went to number two uh, on the charts, and we were excited about that. So we were like, hey, they like it. Let's do it again. Let's do it. So so we've been doing it anyway. Everybody's been doing their own thing. And with other projects, I do more movie stuff, and then I do my radio stuff. And so everybody's been doing everything. So it's like, okay, let's come back together and see what we can do. And so we did, and we did it and say like, oh wait we can do it again let's do it again so we have a new album that will be coming out of the first
1: year that's fantastic i mean there's still there's hunger out there for quality r&b and funk and it's so underserved for so long that i think there's some pent-up demand for it and it's why you're seeing there was success before of course corona hit uh with some of these you know revival tours with some of the old bands and things like that um but they want new music too. Um, I know I speak for a lot of them, and I want new music from these groups that we love and that we don't get to hear that type of craftsmanship anymore, you know, in the R and B and funk. So,
0: and my advice to those people that you're talking about is just do you. Don't try to copy what the kids are doing because your fan base, that's they're not interested in that. Yeah, they want you to be. That's why they're your fans because they love what you did. So just, just recreate it and just you can update the sounds, but still give us the quality grooves that, that you gave us before. That's all we're asking for.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're. I, I can I couldn't agree yeah. with you more, Wardell. On that, I mean, so many of them got lost trying to chase trends that those misguided label people were directing them in those directions. And then when they failed, they they cut them free, and it was just so unjust, you know, they got screwed over that way. Uh, Yeah, stick to what you do, man.
0: Yeah, just do you. We like you. We're not asking you to try to be him or or her. Be you. And so we get so confused with that, not knowing what to do. I want something like what's on the radio okay no you need to do what you did that's what we like and a lot you know a lot of people get confused with that like even writers you know they get signed up you know we signing you up because we love what you did and now you want to do something else we don't know about that all we know about is what you did so can you give us that and you know some people People just kinda miss it. I don't I don't get
1: it, but yeah, also it try, is what it is. Trying to chase hits or pop trends. If you got the talent, you got the goods, just do it. And yeah. People like yourself, right. I mean, that's the case. So bring it. That's all you gotta do. Yes.
0: You know, and I love that word. I think I might write a song called <laughs> Bring that that's right. Bring it. Yeah. Uh oh you got I know you'll be
1: looking
0: for credit, (laughs) (laughs) I got it. I see all those awards on your wall back there. You're like, hey, I need more. I need more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am not close to you. Not that I deserve to be, but you know. Um, Oh, okay. So when and why did you start uh, the radio show? Because I kept
0: on doing interviews and interviews, and then people would ask me, say, hey, would you like to come on and, um, and uh, you know, talk a little bit more. And so I started doing it like every Thursday, and then I started bringing guests on for them to have someone to talk to. And so I would bring the guests on, and I would end up doing most of the talking to the guests. And so then it was like, why don't you just do your, have your own show? You should have your own show. And so then I started doing my own show every Thursday. It was Throwback Thursday. And then it got like okay, I'll do it. The, so they had me do another Monday show, and so it started adding the Dixie. And I was like, this is crazy. And so I just started doing my own shows, and like every day. And then I just uh, and I enjoyed doing that. And um, I was with uh, WDKK radio um, out of uh, Dayton, Ohio, for a while, and uh, for a couple of years. And then when that faded, with their company, just the 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 owner of the company was not really uh, pursuing it. You know, the and uh, but I love the fact that it was internet radio. It was international. And I was like, you know, we're you know, I have friends overseas going, "Hey, I heard your show." Was, really, and so I I just decided I want to keep on doing this. But people kept asking me about solar artists and all that kind of stuff, and and that's fine. And so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start a radio station called Solar Records Radio. And, and, but I, I, so I celebrate solar artists and, and all that stuff only on Fridays, but throughout the week, I'll interview different people, different groups, different whatever. And, and, and I do jazz, I do praise and worship, I do everything, but I remember where I came from. So I do myself make sure. And so I, I love sharing my, my, uh, my history.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. What you know? year did and you a I'm sorry. What what year did you sorry. start it? But just two years ago. Just two years.
0: It's a baby, baby, No baby company. Yeah. I'm just a baby too in it, and <laughs> I'm learning from you. I'm I'm watching you interview me and learning, absorbing.
1: <laughs> You're gonna have to teach me some drums, then, Wardell.
0: <laughs> All right, they're right behind you, right there.
1: How how much how much do you still uh, spend time playing? these days uh,
0: um, well you know I play about two times a week yeah on average about two times maybe three times sometimes but you know no, I, I haven't been on the road I stopped going on the road when I had kids because I needed to be there with the mom and you know, because when you pull the, the, you know, one part of the parent, the the, the gate is wide, this is wide open and kids can, you know, kind of th- anything can come in and anything can go out. So needed to be there to support make sure the kids were good. And so now they're all grown and they have their own kids. Now I'm ready to go on the road again.
1: Wait, you're a grand- to- Your granddad?
0: Yes. Wow. I'm old. I'm up there now, so. Granddad wants to go have a good time now and go and, you know, and I don't care what, you know, if it's a praise and worship concert that I go play um, or if I go and do, um, you know, pop R&B, you know, I would, you know, I would love to do it. Country music, you know, I just, I just, as long as it's good, you know, clean music, I'm good to go, ready to go. Hmm. Who are a couple? What? I just said I love playing. I love thing. They make me happy.
1: Do you still bounce? (laughs) Is there as much bounce as there used to be?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I do. My wife talks about that all the time. Like, you were just bouncing away. I was like, because I was like, yeah, I I do. I love, I I guess I do. Yeah. Just a part of who?
1: The pot's bounce. The (laughs) pot's bounce. Who are a couple of drummers that you really admire and that inspired you that we would know?
0: Um, well, you know, Lenny White, Billy Cobb, Tony Williams, Tony Westcott. Um, you probably wouldn't know Tony Westcott, but Tony Westcott was the guy that got me the job to come out here play, he was the silver drummer.
1: That's right. You mentioned him, yes.
0: Right. Um. Um. And uh, so, Raymond Calhoun from the Gap Band. Um, Fred Lewis from the Original Lakeside. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the drummer for the Whispers Live thing right now. Can't think of his name. Um. And um. There was a young man that was playing drums for Prince and he passed away.
1: Oh, John uh Yes. John <laughs> Black- Blackwell. Yeah. Johnson. Blackwell.
0: Yes, he was who? He was a he powerhouse. Was, he, yes, he was he was something else. I really admire him. So that's about it.
1: Yeah. Um and As you look back on all these great pieces of work that you've been part of, are there two or three tracks, songs that are just maybe your favorites? And if so, for what reason? Uh,
0: Okay. Um, I can make it better by the whispers. Um, and the reason why is because that's when I discovered Pocket. And I just love the baseline on that song, love the way Leon's playing that. Um, I've Just Begun to Love You Sticks Out because it was one of the first hits that Dynasty had that we had a video to. and um, And every time we performed it, the standing the it. It was just huge. Um,
1: play drums on, right? Um, could be just one you produced. Oh, Okay. Or wrote. And uh,
0: yeah. Well, keep on loving me because I there's so many people that love that song, and that makes me proud of it and myself. Um, I don't know why I did. I separate. Myself from the song, but um, it's a creation that stands on its own. A lot of people don't know who I am, but they know who that song. They know that song, and so I'm proud that I created that song from scratch, you know, and, uh, and it's done done well.
1: You killed two birds with one stone right there, not knowing it because I was gonna ask you what you're most proud of, but I think it's probably that what you did with that song is my guess yes yeah absolutely
0: yeah absolutely.
1: is there any um memory from the road that stands out the most to you? I know you mentioned that whole uh you know tour with the buses and lakeside and and the breaking down of the bus um. Is there anything else that stands out to you that was just really just an unforgettable experience out there somewhere for some reason?
0: There is. I don't know if I should say it. (laughs) Um, But there's a couple of them. I'm going to say this one real fast. Nigra, Leon's wife, we were in the locker room and we were about to go back on stage but she couldn't go back on stage because she was pregnant and the baby was having a problem i think i think that's what happened i'm not sure but something like that and it was like it was like whoa what's going on here it was like it was it was real dramatic and stuff and so um something like that and uh, but uh, the thing that really sticks out the thing and you can edit (laughs) but the thing that really really um, sticks out to me is that Walter and I, mm-hmm. the Whispers, used to play tennis after the shows every night and when, when, the, when we were on tour, we would you know, make sure we were at, had the, the hotels that we were staying in had tennis courts so we could practice and we'd go out there and not practice but play mm-hmm. and so that was a great, that's something that always pops into my head. had a wonderful time, you know, my relationship with Walter And um, it was just good for me, unexpected, you know, because it happened so fast, and then all of a sudden it was gone, so.
1: But it was great while it lasted. You still uh, play tennis at all?
0: No, no. (laughs) I'm a rancher now. I have horses, and cattle, and and chickens, and and dogs, and yeah.
1: Seems like you should be wearing a cow- cowboy hat instead of that baseball cap.
0: Well, the problem is, I'm from Philly. If I put a cowboy hat on, all my friends are <laughs> You know the Eagles versus the Cowboys. And I try to tell them, I just, I'm not in Dallas. This is not in Dallas. Hat. It's just a cowboy hat. They don't care. Oh, they don't care at all. Oh, what did he do? <laughs> there you go. My man. I love it. I love it.
1: You go. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Wardell, um, how yes. can people keep up with what you're doing, and how can they tune in your radio show and all that good stuff?
0: Well, SolarRecordsRadio.com. They can go there if they want, or they can go to my Facebook page and look up Solar Records Radio Group. We have a group page. I um, would love for you to join because our group page is really some really wonderful people that really love on each other and not hate on each other uh, very respectful I, my company is a Christian based company and so we try to do the right thing you know but we are all human and we do fall short so but you know please come and hang out with us we try to do what this man is doing and give you quality interviews and give you um quality music
1: outstanding it's been so fun talking to you and hearing those stories and uh great getting to know you better and you know thank you so much for sharing
0: hey thank you for making this happen i appreciate
1: you you bet and uh stay safe and yes uh, we look forward to that new dynasty coming up yes
0: yes yes 2021 yeah that's just Let's, let's let's be safe everybody be safe we love you guys and thank you